Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. I felt spontaneously inspired today to create a short episode around a concept that has been coming up for me over the past year as I've been really consistent in going to therapy. And it has been feeling fresh for me these last two months and I've been getting reminders around this concept the last couple days. So I felt compelled to share this here and hope that it might really resonate with you right now and offer you some support on your own healing journey. It is truly a simple reminder I think we all need at times. Before I get into that, I just wanted to mention a bit of my vision for the next couple episodes of the Trust Your Gut podcast. Since this is the beginning of the podcast, I have felt compelled to put out episodes that really go over the foundational pieces of the work I do. And so the next couple episodes, I'd like to go over the gut-brain connection and really what that is as well as the nervous system and explaining how our nervous system operates and also looking into trauma and what is trauma, what defines trauma. These are concepts that are foundational to the work I do and I want to make sure those of you tuning in really understand these concepts. So if you're interested in any of those pieces, please keep an eye out for the upcoming episodes over the next couple of weeks. I also want to just leave space for more spontaneous inspiration to come through as is today's episode. There are so many things I'm consistently working on in my own healing journey, and so when something comes through, I feel really inspired to reflect on and share my learnings with you all. I will also be creating shorter episodes for those things coming through, and looking forward to finding some guests that I will be scheduling to come on here to share their stories and engage in conversations that I think can be really inspiring, motivating, and insightful for you all. So thank you again for being here, and let's get into today's episode. So for today's episode, I want to talk about what I have learned to be the most important part of healing. So whether that is healing trauma, 
triggers, emotional wounds, physical symptoms, beliefs and patterns that do not serve us. The most important thing I've learned to support healing of these things is authentic, honest self-compassion. How do you speak to yourself when you come up against something you don't like within yourself? When you've made a mistake, when you've fallen back into old patterns, how do you speak to yourselves in those moments? If you're anything like me, you may have a harsh inner critic. Oh boy, my inner critic can be so harsh and relentless and mean. And I've been learning that she is a part of me that was developed when I was a child to help me feel safe and happy and fulfilled. And it may not make a lot of sense why this critical part of ourselves might make us feel safe. But the way I've come to understand it is that my inner critic came about because part of a way that I protected myself and kept myself safe was to go up into my mind and think ahead to what could happen, all the different outcomes that could be, and try to make a decision that would get me the best outcome that would keep me safe from anything bad happening, that would give me the thing that made me the happiest, that would give me the most fulfilled life, that would give me the most exciting experience, that would give me the most, you know, attention or love or affection or friendships or connection. And so the inner critic is a part of helping me do that And not only keeping me like physically, emotionally safe, but providing me with the most fulfilling life that I can have. But you see, it can easily go a little too far and become a more detrimental thing. That can lead to a lot of overthinking, obsessive thinking, and FOMO, having fear of missing out of not choosing the right option that's going to be the most exciting or the most fun or the most memorable. It can keep me in a pattern of doing, doing, doing instead of really honoring my own needs. And since I value personal growth, personal development, and am so dedicated to my healing journey, she really wants to come in and support me in that. She wants to see me succeed. She wants to see me move past my triggers and reactivity and let go of my patterns and beliefs that don't serve me. So overall, she has really good intentions. She's a really beautiful part of who I am. But she can be really harsh. When I don't make an aligned choice, when I fall back into a pattern, when I get triggered and react over something, she will come in and beat me up about it. Lately, she has been really active when I make a choice that wasn't in alignment with what I truly needed in that moment. 
So she might come in and say, hey, you should be better than this by now. You should be super in tune with your intuition and everything you need in every moment and just do better because now you've wasted your time or your energy or you're not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. When I don't get enough done in the day that I thought I was going to get done in that day and, you know, building a business, there is always so much to do that will never get done in one day. But she'll come in and start to, you know, analyze the day. Well, maybe you didn't prioritize this well or you took too long doing this or you got sidetracked by this and you shouldn't have gotten sidetracked and you just need to be more focused and what's wrong with you? My inner child gets very activated in relationship and I can act out from that place and be reactive. And she has a lot of judgments around that. I also can have very big emotions that get overwhelming that maybe I'm not being really resilient with or able to navigate super well. And she can also be very judgmental about that. She really likes to come in and say, well, you know better than this by now. Why didn't you do this or that? Why did you stay on your phone so long? Look, you couldn't control your emotions. Your inner child came out and you were reactive with your partner, etc., etc., etc. And does that help? No. It usually just makes things worse. It keeps me spinning and I spiral into shame and guilt and obsessive thinking, and anxiety. So my question to you today is, do you have true self-compassion? Can you offer yourself kindness and understanding when you make mistakes, fail, or having a difficult time? Can you accept yourself in every moment? especially the moments when you're feeling triggered, reactive, defensive, when you get activated, when you go into a trauma response, shut down, disassociate, numb, distract, run, be hypervigilant, anxious, obsessive, controlling, when you throw a fit, when your inner child is acting up so much and you feel out of control, when you go into patterns that don't serve you, when you dishonor your own needs, when you go, go, go and don't rest. In all those moments, can you come into a place of self-compassion and not shame yourself, not beat yourself up, not tell yourself, you should know better by now. You should be past this by now. Often, if we've had a critical parent, caregiver, teacher, coach, sibling, or friend, we can end up speaking to ourselves in the same way. Or, like me, we become critical of ourselves because it is a way we stay safe. Can you see this part of you and give it compassion and love? Because you know what? You will continue to meet this part of you over and over again. All these parts. This is the healing process. It continues to cycle back around. 
Now we can think about this in relation to the physical body. When injury or infection happens in the body, before it can heal, it needs to inflame first. Inflammation is the second stage in wound healing. It begins right after injury and is a vital part of the immune system's response to that injury or infection. It's a way for the body to signal to the immune system, hey, something needs to be healed and repaired here. And it builds up a defense against any foreign invaders such as viruses or bacteria. Without inflammation, our wounds would fester and infections could become deadly. This is the same thing with our emotional wounds and traumas. They will often inflame. They will get our attention. This can come through physical symptoms or triggers or reactions or emotions or when our inner child is throwing a fit. This is a sign that, hey, something needs to be healed and repaired here. We can further defend ourselves with self-compassion against those judgments, shame, and letting these things take so much hold of us. Now, this is different than chronic inflammation, which is not positive. We don't want the inflammation to go into a chronic state where it is not addressed. Chronic inflammation is low levels of inflammation that can be triggered by a perceived internal threat, even when there isn't a disease to fight or an injury to heal. And sometimes this signals the immune system to respond, and as a result, white blood cells swarm but have nothing to do and nowhere to go and they may eventually start attacking internal organs or other healthy tissues and cells. Your body continues to send inflammatory cells even when there is no outside danger. We can do a similar thing with emotional inflammation, and we can create chronic emotional inflammation in two ways. First, if we have emotional inflammation, triggers, wounds, big emotions that we are not addressing by avoiding or distracting ourselves from feeling it, we can create chronic emotional inflammation. The second is that if we have this low level of inflammation that we continue to add to by putting more judgment shame, and criticism on ourselves, when these things come up, we can create chronic emotional inflammation. So not only are our traumas able to create a feeling of a perceived internal threat, we can also create that environment ourselves by bringing judgment, shame, and criticism to our wounds. Now, I know you've been doing a lot of healing work, and when these triggers, patterns, or symptoms come up, just how frustrating that feels, how defeating it is, how disheartening it is. It is so easy to beat ourselves up in those spaces. And the antidote to that, the cure to that is self-compassion. It is saying, 
you know what? We're not doing shame anymore. We're not doing judgment. We're not beating ourselves up. Because these things will come back. We can't just suddenly disappear our wounds or traumas. But we can weaken their power over us. These judgments come up and we say, ah, I see you. I see you, inner critic, working so hard to protect me. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know what, though? I don't need your help right now in this situation. Here's the caveat. It's only one thing to say it in our mind. You know, we're not going to do this anymore. But these things are often so ingrained in our body and our nervous system and in our nervous system responses. So we also need to feel that in our body. We need to feel the self-compassion in our body. So how do we do that? Well, first, you want to learn how to support your body to feel safe so it doesn't respond so intensely. You help your nervous system response settle. You build resiliency so these things don't impact you so heavily. You learn tools for self-regulation. You do somatic work to process the trauma or emotion behind these triggers so they don't have so much response in your body. If you're wondering ways to help your body feel safe, there's so many things you can do. One thing I love to do is just tap on my heart and tell myself, it's okay. I am safe. Going into nature, just lying on the ground and breathing deeply. If you feel like you need to cry, then crying. Maybe you need to yell, scream, punch a pillow, move some anger. Make any kind of sounds that are coming up. Shaking, dancing. Maybe getting on a yoga mat and just moving and stretching in a way that feels good. You might want to sing or hum or listen to music. Or you can just start to notice all the things around you. How many things can you see? How many things can you smell? How many things can you touch with different textures? Anything that helps you be in your body and feel the emotion in your body. Feel the energy behind it in your body and move it through. Another thing is to just consider how you might soothe a friend or a child who is feeling this way and do that for yourself. Start to figure out different soothing practices you can utilize in these moments to be in your toolkit. These practices will let your body know that this feeling is passing through, this trigger is passing through, this emotion is passing through, and it is safe to feel it. It is safe to let it pass through. And in this moment, it is vital you continue to choose self-compassion. That's what lets it heal. To feel it fully 
and have self-compassion for yourself in the process. If we catch ourselves in these moments when we are judging, shaming, or criticizing, you can place a hand on your heart, another on your stomach, and say, you are safe. Thank you for trying to protect me, but you don't need to do that right now. We are not doing shame. What do you need to feel this and release? And then listen. Listen to what your heart, your gut, or your body tells you. Really practice listening and do it. And then you just practice this over and over and over again. And as you do this, your self-compassion will deepen and your reactivity will lessen and you will find more true, deep healing. I hope this is helpful for you. Have a beautiful, beautiful, regulated and resilient day. Hey, before you go, I want to remind you that if you struggle with chronic gut-brain symptoms and you are eating so well, taking care of your body, doing all the things right that you can find, yet you're still struggling with your symptoms, then you'll want to grab a copy of my free guide and somatic practice to help you discover the missing piece of your chronic gut-brain symptoms that may be keeping you stuck. This guide will teach you tools and resources to help you feel empowered in your healing, trust your body, and find true freedom from your symptoms without needing to control your diet and every moment of your life any further. You can find the link in the show notes or head over to trustyourguthealth.com forward slash guide. Thank you again so, so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe, leave a rating and review, and share it. It helps it reach more people who need this information. So much gratitude for you. Until next time.